We're on the Gemara of Zion, Amar Aleph 27A2 in the Archgrill Gemara. The Gemara is going to continue to analyze the statement of Shmuel. Very interesting discussion about the statement of Shmuel. Shmuel said before, in the last recording, that if you have the following scenario, we're discussing the following scenario for the entire, for the entire recording. There are uh, two brothers who married two sisters. And they married also other women as well. So each brother has multiple wives. But one, one of their wives, there are sisters to each other, to the two brothers. So Reuven and Shimon, they married two sisters, Mrs. Reuven and Mrs. Shimon. But they also have other wives as well. And they pass away uh, without children. Reuven and Shimon pass away. And then there are two other brothers who have the... Sorry, it's one one brother. They fall in front of one brother. A simpler case, they they there's one live brother. So the law of Shmuel is that because the two sisters, they both fell to this one brother, who's the live brother, Mrs. Reuven and Mrs. Shimon fell, and they're both sisters. So therefore, since you cannot do yibum to either sister, uh, because they are what we what we refer to as achos zikukaso, they are sisters. And this one brother has a strong connection to each one. It's like, almost like they're married. And therefore, just like there's a prohibition to marry your wife's sister, so too there's a prohibition to marry the Zakuk, the Yivama, the one that you're connected to because of this case of Yibam, her sister. They are both sisters to each other. So therefore, there's a prohibition to do Yibam. Since there's a prohibition to do Yibam, we said that if you did a Chalitza to the sis- any of the sisters, to Mrs. Reuven and Mrs. Shimon, so that would not exempt any of the other wives, any other of the other co-wives, because the other co-wives seemingly have the ability to do Yibam. However, if you did Chalitza to one of the co-wives, that would work to exempt the uh, any of the sisters, because to do Chalitza to any of the other co-wives who are not related, that is a full Chalitza, that is a complete Chalitza, and that would exempt the sisters. And that, that's what Shmuel says. The Gemara now has basically one question, and it will give two different answers to this one question. The first answer and second answer will be discussed and uh, fleshed out, uh, but there are essentially two answers to this one question. The one question is as follows. From the very beginning, from the first daf, we pointed out that when there's a situation where of Yibam where the sister-in-law is also related to you in some other way where there's a prohibition to do Yibam, so then, it doesn't just apply to that sister-in-law, but it also applies to any of the co-wives. A term that we refer to as Tsaras Erva. That there's a concept called Tsaras Erva, that just like there's a prohibition to do Yibam uh, to the co-wife that's already, uh, uh, that is already related to, to the brother-in-law, so, so too there would be a prohibition to do, you're not allowed to do Yibam to any of the co-wives. So the question is, why is this case any different? It seems to be from Shmuel that there's a greater type of a chalitza when it comes to the co-wives as opposed to when it comes to the sisters, the, the wives who are the sisters to each other. Why should that be? If there's already a prohibition to do yibam to the co-wife who's also a sister to to the other, from the other brother, uh, to the wife of the other of the other brother, so then the same prohibition should exist to all the co-wives. And so just like the chalitza, why should the chalitza be a stronger or a better chalitza with regards to the co-wives if they are equated to the erva itself, to the erva, to the achel zikuka, to the sister of the one that you are zakuk to anyways? So how, why, how could we differentiate between 
these tsaras. Uh, that the tsara who is not related to the co-wife that, you, that you're not related that is not related to the other wife. They're not sisters. That's viewed as a proper chalitza, but to do chalitza with the sister is viewed as improper. How can we make such a distinction if they are really equated? That's the question of the Gemara, and we'll have two answers to that to that question. What is what is the difference? Why is it that the co-wives um, that the co-wives are a different have a different status than the, the wives who are sisters? And it fleshes out the question. Why, why would we differentiate between the two? If the achos isha bezika, if the your wife's sister, because the zika makes it on a rabbinic level, it's as if it's your wife. So that sister, meaning from the other brother, because two brothers marry two sisters, that's prohibited. So then the tsar should also be prohibited. There should be a prohibition also with regards to, to do even with regards to the tsaras, with regards to the co-wives. So the Gemara answers, no, Kasar Shmuel ain't zika. Shmuel really holds, when he said the statement, he really holds ain't zika. He holds that there is no such bond. There is no such bond. Let's just read two more lines in the Gemara and then we'll explain. Valmer Shmuel yesh zika, but doesn't Shmuel hold yesh zika? In general, he holds yesh zika that there is such a bond. No, the Divya Omer ain't zika kamar. It's true, he himself holds that there is a bond, but he's explaining, his line was explaining according to the opinion that held that there was not such a strong bond, such a strong relationship. So what the Gemara is saying is that uh, this Zika, this strong connection, is really does not exist. Um, and, and the Gemara is about to ask, well then why is there a prohibition when it comes to the two sisters who fall from two brothers? So why is there even a prohibition uh, to do Yibam with any of the sisters? Once there's no Zika, so then it should be permissible to, to at least do Yibam or even if you do uh, to have, or it should be viewed as a good chalitza. Uh, either way, why is it? Why it seems like there you should be allowed to do yibum if there's no zika. Uh, so how is there even a prohibition? Forget about the co-wives who are not related, but the sisters themselves. There shouldn't be a prohibition. The whole prohibition is that it's the sister. Each one is a sister of the zakuk of the strong bond, like a wife. And just like there's a prohibition to marry your wife's sister, so there should be a prohibition to marry the the one that you're connected to through zika, her sister, and they're both sisters to each other. But that doesn't exist. If we hold ain't zika, that there is no such strong bond. So the Gemara asks, So why is it that why you should do chalitza to one of the sisters and that, will, should, that should exempt any of the co-wives? It should be viewed as a very valid chalitza. The Gemara says, no. They, they explain as follows. Well, with regards to the, to the second wife, the two sisters are Leah and Rachel. So let's say you did chalitza to Leah first. Fine, that might be viewed. The Gemara says might be viewed as a as a good chalitza, as a as a as, a, as not a chalitza psula, not a, a lower level chalitza. That's a good chalitza because you have the option potentially of doing yibum because we hold einzika. There isn't such a strong connection. But what, what is true is that with regards to the second wife, so you first do chalitza to Leah. Now Rachel, Rachel, even if you hold einzika, that there isn't such a strong bond. There's a separate rabbinic prohibition to marry. Uh, the sister of the chalitz. If you did chalitza to one woman, you're not allowed to now then marry her relatives. So you cannot marry her sister. If you cannot marry her sister, so then you cannot do yibum to her sister. And so with regards to that, at least the second wife, it's true. The second sister is true. You cannot do yibum, and that would be viewed as a chalitza psula. But the Gemara asked, but still, for the first for the first woman, for Leah, that you do chalitza to, why is that chalitza psula? 
You should be allowed to do Yibam, you should be allowed to do Chalitza, you should be vowed Chalitza to exempt all the other wives, all the, all the other co-wives. So the Gemara answers, Milo Niftiru Tsaros Nami Amar Atzar Rachel. The truth is, it would work, says the Gemara. The Gemara says that the first person that you do Chalitza to, that would be viewed as a completely valid Chalitza that would exempt all the co-wives. Shmuel was only talking about the second one. When you do Chalitza the second time, that's a Chalitza Psula because that's Achos Chalutzasa. That's the sister of the person that you did Chalitza, chalitza to. The sister that you did Chalitza to, you're not allowed to do Yibam. That makes it a weak Chalitza. So it's only a weak Chalitza with regards to Rachel. Of Hatzaros Ka'amar, Hatzaros Ta'amar. So the Gemara asks a side, a side question. But when when uh, Shmuel said the statement, he said Tsaros in the plural, uh, implying that we're discussing both Leah and Rachel. So the Gemara says, no, it doesn't mean both Leah and Rachel. It really just means in general. In general, when you have these situations, it will not exempt in general the other co-wives. But it's not referring to specifically both Rachel and Leah. But essentially, what the Gemara is saying, and it's a very important point, that, that at this stage of the Gemara, within this first answer... The Gemara is saying that really the first chalitza that you do because we hold Ein Zika, that there's not, just, not such a strong bond, that that's a completely good chalitza and that would exempt the other co-wives even if you do chalitza to the first sister, to Leah. The problem is doing chalitza to Rachel, the second sister that you cannot do even for because it's the sister of the one that you just did chalitza to. That is a separate prohibition and that you can't do chalitza to. The Gemara then asks, But... So they ask, okay, let's just focus on Rachel, the second the second sister that you did chalitza to. But Shmuel says that let's say you did a chalitza if you did Shmuel says if you did chalitza to Rachel that doesn't exempt the other co-wives because Rachel is prohibited to you. The Gemara says, but you're also prohibited to the co-wives, as we see, we know in a Mishnah it says that a person just like they're prohibited to marry their the person they did chalitza to, their relatives, the sister of the person that they they did chalitza to. So you're also prohibited to marry her co-wife. The co-wife is equal to the is equal to the to the sister. They're all equal, and just like you cannot, cannot do yibum to Rachel, you also can't do yibum to Rachel's co-wives. Essentially, going back to our original question, how could we differentiate between the different co-wives? As we had in the very first Mishnah, if one co-wife is prohibited, then the other co-wife is also prohibited. So why is it viewed as a good chalitza to the co-wife who's not the sister? It should also not be good, uh, not be a, a good chalitza. So the Gemara essentially answers, you are right, it's true. At this first answer of the Gemara, we'll see the second answer in a minute, but with, at this first answer of the Gemara, it's true. The co-wives are all equal. And the, as the Gemara will explain... When it comes to Leah, the first uh, sister, that's viewed as a good chalitza. That's a completely good chalitza uh, because we hold Ein Zika, that there isn't such a strong connection. You could do chalitza completely to the Leah or you could do chalitza to the co-wives. It doesn't make a difference to either one, to the sister who's the wife or to any of the other co-wives. However, once you did chalitza to Leah, so then when it comes to Rachel and the other co-wives, it's true. They're equated and Yibam wouldn't work for either one. Therefore, it would be viewed as a chalitza psula. It would be viewed as a weaker form of chalitza, and we would have to do chalitza to both. You would be required to do chalitza to both. And this is what Shmuel means to say. We'll first say it outside, and then we'll see it inside in the Gemara. Shmuel means to say as follows. When we say chalitza le'achilos, it means, let's say you did chalitza first to Leah. If you did a chalitza first to Leah, so then lo saros, the language of lo saros means that even when you do when you come down to Rachel now, the sister, even if you were to do chalitza to one of the co-wives, that wouldn't work you would then have to do chalitza again to Rachel. That that wouldn't work alone because each of the co-wives, they can't do yibam. We equate the co-wives, even the ones who, is not the, who are not the sister, 
to the sister. It's like Tzara Serva, the classic idea of the co-wife having the same status as the wife who is forbidden to do even that it's forbidden to do even with. And so it's true. If you did Chalitza to Leia, so then when it comes to Rachel and the co-wives, that's viewed as a Chalitza Psula to every single one. And everyone would require Chalitza. But then Shmuel's second statement is, let's say you didn't do Chalitza to Leia at first. Let's say you did Chalitza to Leia's co-wife. So you did not do Chalitza to the sister. You did chal- to the first sister, to Leia. You did Chalitza to the co-wife. If you did Chalitza to the co-wife, so then you're allowed to even do Chalitza to Rachel. Because you didn't do Chalitza to a sister. You did a Chalitza to the sister's co-wife. So doing Chalitza to the sister's co-wife, that does not make it a prohibition to do to do even Yibam with Rachel. You're allowed to do Yibam with Rachel because there is no connection between Rachel and Leia's co-wife. There's no connection there. So you did Chalitza with Leia's co-wife. Now it's permissible to even do Yibam with Rachel. So you can even do... And if you if you opt to do Chalitza, that's a completely valid Chalitza. To do Chalitza to Rachel after you did Chalitza to Leia's co-wife, that would make it uh, that... Uh, the chalitza would even exempt the co-wives. It would be a completely valid chalitza. So let's see this in the Gemara itself. This is what Shmuel means to say. The first line and the second line is about how you start. It's not even discussing all the same... Each line is not discussing the same situation. If uh, the brother first did chalitza to one of the sisters, let's say to Laya, lo yigmer b'tzaro. So then it's not even going to help to then do chalitza to Rachel's co-wife. Because they're all chalitza psulas. They're all equated. All the koyas are equated. Uh, and it's not, as we had in the mission that we quoted before, that it's prohibited to marry your the sister of the one that you did chalitza to, even her co-wives. However, if the initial chalitza was not to a sister, but it was to Leah's co-wives, so then certainly, you could certainly do chalitza or even yibam to Rachel. Completely allowed, that none. Because it's permissible if you did a chalitza to a co-wife, it's permissible to her to her other co-wife's sister. That's completely fine. That's completely fine to do even to, and therefore there is no problem of chalitza psula. In the end of the day, that's the conclusion of the first answer. But to explain the first answer in a nutshell, this first answer is saying it is true: the co-wife and the wife, who is also the sister, they have the same status. They have the same exact status, and therefore. If it's chalitza to one, it's chalitza psula to the other. The second answer argues on this. Now we're up to the second answer. Rav Ashi Amr, Rav Ashi says no. Lo olam kedika amrus. De lo alima zika l'shavi l'tzara ke'erva. Rav Ashi says, very interesting statement. He says that when it comes to uh, this type of uh, chalitza, uh, even even though in general we would say that there's tzara is ke'erva, that the co-wife is like uh, the the other it has the same status as the other co-wife who's related somehow. Uh, here it's different. Here it's rabbinic, and even though the sister who's the wife who's the co-wife, there's a prohibition to do yibum to, but zika is not strong enough uh, to say that the chalitza is a bad chalitza with regards to the co-wife. It's a different status. The co-wife and the the other wife who is the sister, they have a different status. Even though in general we say they have the same status here. They have a different status. And we say that the Zika is not strong enough. So the way some explain it is that even though it's true, the co-wife cannot do Yibam. The co-wife in the end cannot do Yibam. Even the co-wife of the sister cannot do Yibam. However, the Zika is still a strong Zika. Even though they cannot do Yibam, but the way the Rabban and the rabbis 
created this prohibition to do yibum is that it doesn't take away from the zika. The zika is still a strong zika. So if you were to do chalitza to the co-wife, it would be viewed as a completely uh, a good chalitza to then exempt uh, also the, the wife who is the sister. And that's the opinion of Rashi that it's really, uh, this is a unique case where the status of the co-wife is not the same status as the wife who is already forbidden to do yibum, even though with regards to the co-wife, it's also forbidden to do yibum, but the chalitza, the chalitza is still viewed as a valid chalitza. And the Gemara now, that's the opinion of, of Ravashi. The Gemara now, for the next couple of lines, is somewhat of a tangent based off of Ravashi. The Gemara says, Tanya Kavasa de Ravashi, we have a brisa in support of this second opinion of Ravashi. Because the brisa says as follows, the Brisa says, if you do chalitza to one of the sisters, in the same case, again, it's always the same case, two sisters fall to one person. Two sisters, two brothers marry two sisters, the two brothers pass away, and they fall to this one person. If you did chalitza to a sister, that you're not allowed to do, because that's there's zika, we're assuming now zika, and it's a you're not you you could do the chalitza but you couldn't do yibam and therefore it's a chalitza psula it's not going to exempt the other co-wives but if you did a chalitza to the other co-wives so then it exempts the sister why is that seems to be because the status of the co-wives is different than the status of the sister seems to be like Ravashi so the Gemara says no not so fast maybe this is a different opinion an opinion that we had a while ago maybe the brisa that says that to do chalitza to the to the co-wives, the reason why that works is because we're within Beishamai. Beishamai, if you recall, from uh, many pages ago, Beishamai disagreed with his whole concept. Beishamai held that the co-wives, it's permissible even to do Yibam to the co-wives. That the co-wives do not have the same status as the other co-wife who's already there's a prohibition to do Yibam. It's not true, according to Beishamai. Beishamai holds that in general, even on biblical prohibitions, the co-wife uh, is allowed to do yibum, and he argues. Uh, so the Gemara says, nami The Gemara says, if that's the case, so then why does the Bryce say you have to do chalitza to the co-wife? You can even do yibum. Bishamai holds you allowed to do yibum. So the Gemara answers, No, Kerab Yochan ben Nuri, Damar Bo Beniskan Lehem Litzaros Shiuchotus Velo Mishabos. Rabbi Yochan ben Nuri had a compromised position. If, if you remember, back in the days of the big dispute between Beis Hillel and Bishamai, and whether Bishamai agrees to Beis Hillel at the end of the day, Beis Hillel holds that with regards to the co-wife of an erva of this person that's already is not allowed to do yibam, Beis Hillel holds that it's forbidden to do yibam, uh, and therefore it's even a, a violation of a serious uh, karis, of a serious prohibition. Beis Shammai holds that it's mutter, that it's permissible. And it was such a drastic, uh, it's a, it had major ramifications. So Rabbi Yochum Benuri says, why don't we just come up with a compromise? Everyone should just do chalitza. So this is going according to the opinion that says everyone should just do chalitza. And that's why the Bryce says that you should do chalitza. The Gemara asks, oh, If you recall from the Gemara earlier, the Gemara said, but we don't really follow Rabbi Yochanan Benuri to have this compromise. They didn't have enough time to set this as a halacha. So Rav that no, even though they didn't have enough time, later on they established it that you could do chalitza. So within the second answer, the reason why they're doing chalitza is just for this compromise, so that it's not a big dispute between Bishama and Bishilo. But the main point is that we have two different answers here. According to the second answer, this is a very unique case where the even within Beis Hillel, uh, who holds that in general the co-wife has the same status as the erva, as the one who's not allowed to do yibam, this is a very unique case where the co-wife will not have the same exact status as as the as the wife, the sister-in-law, who's not allowed to do yibam.
That concludes this recording. We'll continue with the Gemara in the next recording.